Do you know that from your position you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. this reality the reality and how did God enforce that reality on this reality creating the material world by the force of what faith it takes the force of faith to cause that to prevail over this it takes the force of faith to make your revelation become your situation it takes the force of faith to make your revelation become your situation it takes the force of faith to make your revelation become your situation. Most of the time, a lot of people, they know that this is not God's will for me, but they are going through a lot of things, and then they feel like, oh, I know this is not God's will. I know this is not God's will. Now, apply the force of faith and change that situation. If you don't want this, this mountain, stop walking around it complaining. If you don't like this mountain, stop walking around it complaining. What do you do? Say to this mountain, Be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. That's the force of faith. You are releasing it. You are releasing it. And as you release the force of faith, it changes the situation and it causes a turnaround. Hallelujah. I remember my beloved one who had a serious stomach ache for four years. Tormented by the wicked one. And then I told her, I just cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray right now. Whatever I tell you to do, just do it. Amen. I laid hands, rebuked that, you know, presence of the wicked one oh, on her tummy in the name of Jesus. And then I took her hands. I pulled her up. She stood up. The pain was still there. I said, follow me. She began to follow me. She began to follow me. She began to follow me. And then I started running. I said, run with me. She began to run. The lady that could not stand up, she began to run. And then I left her. I said, keep running. She began to run and that was the end of it. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. That is how it works. We could just sit down and be looking. Instead of moving into action. See, for many of us here, with the level of light God has given you, if you would commit yourself to do that, those things and act on those things sincerely, you will realize that within seven days from henceforth, your life will change dramatically. If you will act on what you know. Someone was saying, this country is a terrible place. Abby? I said, no. I said, no. It's not a terrible place. People are dying every day. And anybody can die at any time. Abby? I said, no. I can't die at any time. My life is precious in the sight of God. 
are so scarce that they, in fact there are no jobs again. And then someone said, mm-hmm, uh-uh. There are no jobs. There is no job anywhere. And then you hear statistics like 90% of Nigerians are jobless. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Out of the 10% that have jobs, 8% don't like what they are doing. <sighs> Out of the 2% that like what they are doing, out of the two percent that like what they are doing, they are barely managing. That's hopelessness. Is that good news? And then you see people gather around that kind of a conference. And then they leave the conference, you know, hopeless. What can you were sharing with me? What can make people gather together around an anointing and a word? Hallelujah. Is that that anointing is solving problems and that word is good news. Is what? Good news. If you come to church and you leave church hopeless, more than you came, then you didn't come to church to hear the good news. Good news of glad tidings. They will make you what? Glad. If someone, a sinner comes in and says, you will die, you will go to hell. That, that will not make the sinner happy. Yes, he knows he's a sinner. Is there any way out? Good news says, yes, you are a sinner, but there's a way out. Jesus paid the price for you. He said, whew, ah, Lord have mercy. Thank you, Lord. That's good news. That someone came to church sick, and then the person is going home sick. That's not good news. The healer is here. Jesus is here. Your sicknesses will not go home with you. Believe for it. Lay hands and will rebuke in the name of Jesus. Wow, immediately you said the word of God. It left. That's good news. Glory to God. Jesus came to give good news. Little wonder sinners were flocking around him. They didn't, they didn't go around, they didn't go around flocking, you know, around the Pharisees. They made life terrible for them. You have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do that. You have, and then they count out about 126 precepts. Before you can get into the company of a Pharisee, you must have obeyed all those. <sighs> but when Jesus came, He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. They say, eh? <laughs> We are going. Amen? And then everywhere He went, He was a man of crowd. Why? Because He had the good news. The good news is this. It doesn't matter how battered your life is right now. As you have come with the force of faith in your mouth, believing what God has said, renewing your mind to that which God has said, you can change any situation. Using the force of faith. One of us was sharing a testimony on Sunday. She came in battered. She came in Wounded. And then she began to listen to the word of God. She began to renew her mind. She began to act on the word of God. And now she's sharing a, a, a story, a testimony of success. How God turned around a situation. Kai. 
acting on the word, believing God, the same word that you are hearing, they began to, you know, she began to, you know, just sink in that word, swallowing that word, and then she began to put that word into her spirit, renewing her mind, renewing her mind, and within, what we are saying now is roughly, maybe six, less than a year, less than a year, her life changed. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. This is good news. Let someone say good news. So what is the reality? The Word is the reality. Not what you see. Not what you are going through. Not your situation. Not your circumstances. You see, the Word is the reality. You know, the reality said to someone, by His stripes you were healed. And then the person said, what about my sickness? Amen. He said to another one, Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. So what about regenerational curses? And that's the question people ask. He says by your tradition, you have made of no effect the word of God. Say, I don't have that kind of tradition. Say with your mouth, say, I don't have that kind of tradition. It's time to begin to embrace what? The reality. Take the reality. Amen. Amen. The reality said to one, you can cast out devils. Amen. And he jumped out looking for a devil to cast out. (laughs) And when he came back, he came back with testimonies. That demons were subject to me in your name. Hallelujah. The other one says, cast out devils. Which kind of devil? Is it the stronghold ones or small, small demons? It's now dividing. That's sense knowledge. The reality said to another, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He says, eh, all things are some things. Does that include passing a difficult exam? Yes. All things. You can do all things. It includes passing what? A difficult exam. Either MBBBBBBB, whatever it is. Amen. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Through Christ who strengthens you. Glory to God. Let's take the word of God the way it is. Amen. Remove your tradition from it. If it was very, very necessary for your tradition to have been added to it, God would have added it in the first place. Remove tradition out of it. Remove sentiment out of it. Hallelujah. And then take what God has said the way it is and believe it and act upon it. That is the secret of what? Success. Can somebody say amen to that? How many of us, you know, really like, I mean, we're blessed by that appetizer? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Did that bless you? I said, did that bless you? Amen. I can have what I say. I do have what I say. Now, that's my confession. I can have what I say. I do have what I say. When I walk around, I, I can have what I say. 
I do have what I say. Jesus said that he's the truth. He cannot lie. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now let's come over to Luke. We've been looking at um, Believer's Authority. I'm just going to minister for like um, 30 minutes. Amen. Luke chapter number 4. I want to start reading from verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, Command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Verse 5. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Now notice here, notice here, that in verse 5, the devil taking him up into what? A high mountain, showed unto him all what? The kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore would worship me, and shall be my, and shall, all shall be thine. Verse 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem. He brought him to Jerusalem. Notice he brought him to Jerusalem, right? And set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from, there, from hence. For it is written, He shall give His angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Hallelujah. Now let us read. Let us read. Verse 14. Together. All together. One, two, three. Let's go. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. 
and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Hallelujah. Do you see that? And then he returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Now, I want us to read this same account in the book of Matthew. You will soon know where the Spirit of God is taking us. Amen. Amen. Let's start from verse 4. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the angel take, I mean, then devil take him up into the, um, the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And verse 8 says again, The devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and shows him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then, then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaves him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Angels came and ministered unto him. Praise the Lord. Now notice here, That Jesus was led of the Spirit into where? Into where? So he was there in the wilderness. For 40 days. And was without food. The Bible didn't say without water. Amen. Praise God. He said without food. He didn't eat anything. He didn't say he didn't drink anything. Hallelujah. For those who think they will fast for 40 days without drinking anything. If under the glory of God fine. If you do it deliberately without drinking anything, you may lose your life. Hallelujah. So don't try that. Amen. Let's use Bible sense to fast. Amen. Not common sense. Hallelujah. Now, notice here that he was in the wilderness for how many days? Forty days. Now, Evangelist Luke says in verse 18 that he returned, I mean, the preceding verse before 18, that he returned into Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, he returned unto Galilee. He was in the wilderness, and then he returned. But notice here, in that same wilderness where he was for 40 days, the devil tempted him. Different forms of temptations, but they could be categorized into three. Hallelujah. Something that has to do with food, appetite. The other one has to do with what? Pride of life. The other one had to do with what? Amen. 
Jesus was not lost in. Amen. Praise God. He didn't have any lust. Praise God. He was hungry. What I'm saying is this. You can categorize the temptation into three. Alright? One had to do with his appetite. One had to do with power, pride. Alright? The other one had to... I didn't mean Jesus was proud. but One had to do with power. The use of power. Alright? And then the other one had to do with what? Amen? Worshipping. Worshipping the devil. Praise God. Now, the, the devil cannot tempt you beyond those three categories. Praise God. Amen. Now, notice here, the first temptation was that the devil said to Jesus, because he was hungry. And Jesus was really hungry. Because if Jesus was not hungry, then that wouldn't be any temptation. Hallelujah. He was hungry. He needed food. So he said, if you be the son of God, command this stone to become bread. And then Jesus responded, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of what? The mouth of God. Hallelujah. Now notice he was still where? In the wilderness. And notice the pinnacle of the temple was not in the wilderness. Amen. Amen. The ice mountain where he could stand and then see the whole kingdoms of this world was not in the wilderness. Because you can't stand on, let me give you an instance, you can't stand on uh, Mount Piji now and then see the kingdom of, the whole kingdom of this world. It was a spiritual thing. Physically, it was where? In the wilderness. So how did that come? How did it happen? You see, the devil came suggesting to Jesus in his mind. Thoughts. How many of us know you can be in this church physically and then you are at home? Huh? Cooking in the kitchen. True of us. You can see your friend at home and then you, you feel like leaving church very early. Ah, he's coming, he's coming. He hasn't come. Oh. But you have been thinking that he's coming because he said he was coming. And then now you can see that he's coming. In your mind. Hallelujah. He was in the wilderness. He was taken to the pinnacle of the temple. He was in the wilderness he was taken to the highest mountain to behold the kingdoms of this world at a glance. How people travel. Sitting down, traveling. How people travel. Sleeping and then some are in America. The United States. Some are in Lagos. Right here in Ife, they are in Lagos. Hallelujah. How people travel. Amen. Thoughts. And that is one beautiful thing about man. Imagination. Let's not say imagination. That is what the devil does. And that is the same thing he does all the time. Suggesting to people. 
Look at you beautiful lady. What are you doing in church? Church is meant for ugly people. Join the club. And enjoy your life. They will bore you there. They will bore you. You pray, 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 pray. pray. They will bore you. What are you doing in church? Look at you. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at you. Look at you. And then she begins to travel. She begins to see herself in the club. Dancing. And everybody is appreciating her. And then she comes to church. She sings. And people lift up holy hands. Nobody claps for her. <laughs> see, you see, you see, did they clap for you when you sang? They lifted up holy hands. At least they should have appreciated you. Nobody came and said, Oh, wow, what a gift you are. What a talent you are. When they say, Oh, the glory of God is upon you. What, what are they saying? <laughs> If you, if you remove Jesus from your songs and just put God, everybody knows who God is. You don't have to call Jesus. Be nice. And then widen the acceptance of your ministry. <laughs> I'm telling you how the devil has been suggesting. I'm, that's how the devil does. That's how he, you know, he brings his devices to work against believers. Thoughts. Jesus was in the wilderness and then in that same wilderness he got to the what? To the pinnacle of the temple. In that same wilderness he climbed up to the highest mountain to a point that he could see all the kingdoms of this world in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Look at you. Do you think by just believing that you receive you can receive that way? Do you think so? Do you think God just gives things that way? That easily? Uh, look at you. You better don't let anybody deceive you. Go on a 21 days fast. Dry. You will feel that you are prayed. They say you are the righteousness of God. Just like that. You were terrible in the world though. The pastor does not know you. You were really bad. You committed murder. You fornicated. You aborted. You did terrible things. And you say, just come. Say, Jesus is the Lord of your life. And then, phew, you are the righteousness of God. You better think twice. This thing you are doing, be careful, oh. Thoughts. Do you see that? Thoughts. The devil keeps suggesting to people. Now, when the devil came in the garden, what was the first question? And that's, that's the way he brings it, suggestion. He will not enforce it on you until you accept it. And then he enforces it. We are going to see scriptural references for that. But the very moment you, you begin to believe that and accept it, he will now begin to enforce it on you. As God said, as God said, that you should not eat of any of the fruits of all the trees in the garden, and then she gave attention to him. Not really. 
of all the trees in this garden we can freely eat. But you see, of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, we, we, God says we mustn't even come near it at all. We must not touch it. That was an exaggeration. Amen. I don't know who passed that across to her. God said you shouldn't eat it. He said touch. You don't come near at all. No. <laughs> and then when the devil saw that she got her attention, he now said, you shall not surely die. Shall you? No, he won't say, you shall not surely die. No. Shall you? Mm-hmm. Shall I? And then you see someone walking around. Shall I? I shall not. And when you say you shall not, eh? You know, I told you. Suggestions. Let's take that up in another witness. Second Corinthians chapter number 10. That's how the devil operates. You must know how he operates. If you don't know, some people think that I'm a free thinker. I'm just thinking. Sometimes my mind is just, just traveling around anyhow. No. 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 Your mind shouldn't travel around anyhow. I'm a free moral agent. I, I can think on anything. There's a way you think on things, just anything, and then you begin to test things in your mind. That's Christian science. That's not the Bible. We're not permitted to think on just anything or just every junk around. No. Second Corinthians chapter number 10. I will read it to you from other translations so you can really, really get this. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every what? Thought to the obedience of Christ. I like the way one translation puts it. It says, the weapons we fight with are not just ordinary weapons. Under God, they are powerful enough to destroy fortresses. We demolish false arguments. Are there not thoughts arguing in the hearts of men against the word of God? Is it true? Is that true? Is it true? Is that true? Thoughts, suggestions. Now before someone can stand up to a boss, a subordinate can stand up to a boss and then point at the boss and say, who do you think you are? You see, thoughts had gone through the person's mind. Who does he think he is? Does he think he can boss everybody around? Show him who you are. Deal with him. Beat him up once. <laughs> then you repent. Just once. Humiliate him and ridicule him before everyone. He will come back to his senses. Deal with him. Deal with him. If you don't deal with him, <laughs> you won't put him where he belongs. Though. And then those thoughts. 
And then the very moment the person accepts those thoughts, I will deal with him and I'll deal with him. You have to deal with him. Now it's now enforcing that on you. It is now forceful. You have to deal with him. Now don't wait. Go and deal with him now. Go. Go. Take your shirt. Wear on your slippers. Don't dress up. Deal with him. Let him know you are mad. Thoughts. But when it was still a suggestion, it's not that person. Maybe it's something. Are you sure? At that time, you must stop the devil speaking. You have not been called into the ministry of discussing with the devil. You are not in fellowship with him. Our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We don't have fellowship with the devil. And don't let him suggest to you. It starts with a suggestion. And then when he realizes that, as he's suggesting to you, you're a bit slow. And then he comes with the word. Has God not said you shall rule and reign in life? (laughs) Do you see that? You shall rule and reign in life. Reign. Rule. (laughs) A lot of people have left their place of rest for a desolate and troubled place because of suggestions from the pit of hell that they did not stop. She had a conviction though. That God led her to him. The first thing she saw, the devil showed her. Look at his trousers. Can you marry a man with this kind of trousers? <laughs> and then she says, No, I cannot. I reject that in Jesus' name. Rejecting the word of the Lord, a conviction. Now, that's, that's very much like Peter. Not so, Lord. Not so. I have not eaten an unclean thing before in my life. Kill and eat. Not so, Lord. Not so. And God said, ah, What I have made clean? You're calling an unclean thing. Kill and eat. And then two years after, the man got a a job in Shell and is now doing fine, very wealthy. He's using a 2008 Toyota Camry, live and direct. The nylon, the nylon still under the seats there. And the year coming out of it, first class. He said, Lord, sorry, I, I repent. Shall I go now? Shall I? You shall not. (laughs) But you see, God can still make something out of, you know, so just don't bother, alright? You shall not. Another sister, smart, sensitive, alright? Why will look not at the things which are seen? Hey! I I remember... (laughs) 
when my wife saw, then, you know, brown trousers on yellow top. I didn't, I didn't send anybody. Just pray, pray, and pray, and scabash, and read your Bible, and read, go to class, and come back. What's that? I don't send anybody, you know. My, my brown shoes, black belt, glory to God, honey. Amen. But she saw beyond that. And then you see, it's when a man is polished that you are alright. That's when every woman that says, ah, Mekosa. Are you talking about her brother? Libosh. Libosh. Huh? But this treasure are in earthen vessels. If you look at the vessel alone and you see like this vessel is not attractive, look inside. So that you don't miss something great. When, when you know that, look, ordinarily I wouldn't go for this person, but this is what the Lord is meaning. I know this is God. Alright? Why can't you just say, okay, well, I won't make a decision now. I won't make any decision now because I'm not so sure. Let me pray and be clear about it. Alright? You see, there are some things that you should consider as secondary when it comes to making choices. Particularly marital in life. Secondary. The Bible says, beauty is vain. But the woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Now, he's not saying beauty is not good. Hello? That's not what he's saying. But if you see beauty, the fear of God is not there. It is vain. It is what? Vain. Vain. You know what vain is? Full of everything other than God. Vain. Puffed up. <laughs> so you can understand. I'm just giving you some Holy Ghost gesticulation. So you can understand it. Superfluity of what? Naughtiness. That's what it means. Thoughts. You have to understand that this is how the devil operates. For people who are obsessed today, it started some time ago. Once upon a time, they started listening to the devil. You see, Kenneth E. Egan was sharing the case of a woman who had, or a robot, or one of the great ministers you know, in, in the United States, shared testimony that he had an audible voice, and then she went and she began to pray that she would hear an audible voice. Alright, and then she started praying and praying that she would hear an audible voice, and that was not God's will for her. Alright? And then she stepped outside God's plan, and then a demon started obsessing her mind. She was not possessed, she was a believer. And then she was partially insane. They did all kinds of deliverance for her, all to no avail. And then when the man of God came, was sensitive to the Holy Ghost, and then looked at the woman, and then the Lord gave him a revelation. That so, so time this happened, this happened, and then if the woman still loves to hear audible voices, then 
There is nothing that can be done. And then he took the woman aside with her husband and then was sharing that the Lord revealed so so times, so times the woman said yes, this happened, she said yes, that happened, she said yes. My revelation. And then he said, Look, I can't pray for you so that I don't join that list of failures. I can't pray for you. The only condition that will make me pray for you is this. Do you still want to hear audible voices or not? If you still want to hear audible voices, go home and still remain partially insane. But if you will not hear audible voices again, then you can be delivered. Hallelujah. She said she still wanted to hear. And that was it. Once upon a time, the devil started suggesting. See, we are still going to look at the weapons that we have to put on to stand against the wise of the wicked one. His tricks and gimmicks. Tricks. Tricks. Oji. Shomoji. Tricks. Tricks. Is someone getting blessed? Another translation says, I love this translation, the new life. It says, we do not use those things to fight with that the world uses. We use the things God gives to fight with and they have power. Those things God gives to fight with destroy the strong places of the devil. So that means God has given us some things to fight with. Hallelujah. Now, another one says here, I love this one. He says, the Jordan translation, For even though we live in the world, we do not fight on its level. Our implements of war are not manufactured by the world, but loaded by God for smashing fortresses. With them, we explode learned discourses and every high-falutin wise crack against the true knowledge of God. Do you see that? And that means every believer has to be equipped. It is not enough for you to know that you have authority over the devil. But you must be equipped. To stand against him. Because if you are not equipped, he will deceive you. He walks through the seat, suggesting to people, suggesting, just suggesting to them. Deceiving people. Some, some have a strong call in their lives, and then the devil tells them, Are you really sure that it is preaching the gospel that God is saying? Be, let's be frank about it. There are many ways to preach the gospel. Many ways. There's one way to it. There's another way to it. Don't you think God is calling you to sponsor the gospel? Sponsor. So that you are so wealthy. That you are sponsoring the gospel. It's one way to preach the gospel. Then the person begins to consider the second option. 
think that's easier. So go directly. Ah. Why not take this sponsoring alternative? <laughs> and then when you take that, he knows you will sponsor the gospel by giving. You are a giver. That's your ministry. That's your ministry. That's your ministry. Now, educating the mind to be renewed along that line. It will take divine interruption to break that course of error. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Don't err. And that's why when we come to Ephesians chapter number 6, Amen. The first weapon God has given us against the devil is what? The belt of truth. That's our smartness. Imagine a brother not wearing belt. We just do like this. You say, what's happening? I'm okay. I'm alright. There's no belt. Huh? But when there's belt, there's smartness. It is the truth of God's word that abides in you that makes you say, no, devil, that's a lie in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. Get thee behind me. He will leave you for a season like he left Jesus. He will come again. Well, I don't want to have anything to do with the devil. Go be with the Lord. Leave the earth for those who can handle him. Go be with the Lord. Be absent in the body and you'll be present with the Lord. It's a simple thing. But you see, you have to learn how to deal with the devil. If you have a calling, if you have a ministry, you will have, the devil will keep coming to interrupt. That's what he, he does. He's the only adversary we have. Who is our adversary? Who is our adversary? Who is our adversary? The Bible calls him our adversary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stop here because of time. You see, next week we'll come again to this. And see how to handle the devil every time. You might be driving and he comes. Shut up there! The word says. Notice Jesus said consistently. It is what? It is written. That's how to handle him. If you don't know what is written. Hey... You must be equipped. Some, the Bible is a secondary book in their lives. They read the Bible when it is convenient and once in a while. And you shall know the truth. You have to know it. Jesus knew what was written. So he said, it is what? It is written. Truth. Men can be deceived very easily when they don't know what is written. Hallelujah. You are the beautiful one. You can't be in church. You must join a club. Stay in a club. You, you get more money there. Alright? It is written, silver and gold are mine. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I will serve the Lord and in this same church, in the body of Christ, He will bless me 
and he will give me silver and gold because silver and gold are his. And I am a heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. So silver and gold are mine. He will leave you alone. And then we will come, come again another season. He will leave you for a season. Come again. But you are already equipped and always what? Equipped. Glory to God. You see how the devil prepares wives for the coming of their husbands. This man has been coming late. Note it. Came late last week. The one before the last. Do you think he is not cheating on you? I've been considering it too. He's cheating on you. He's cheating on you. He's cheating on you. The very moment you accept it, it becomes a force. And then she's already prepared for the man. Then my goes, Hey, hello, darling. How are you doing? Don't, don't darling me. Don't darling me. You have been cheating on me. Now, why you see people talk suddenly like that? Alright? They have heard something. You're a wicked man. You have been cheating on me. Excuse me. No! Don't excuse me. Relax. Design that. She's heard something from another source. God couldn't have told her that. Huh? You know what God said to, the, to Adam? He said, who told you that you are naked? Who told you? Somebody else told them something apart from what God knows. Suggestions. You must be equipped in the truth. And that's why you see, go to the United States, even in this country, it's happening. I had one um, um, gospel singer started as a gospel, you know, artist, minister. And then got to a level and then they started promoting him money started coming in and then he came out and said I'm not a gospel minister don't limit me you see that suggestion you can be richer than why are you living a miserable life look at you you are anointed you are gifted you have the voice what is it that look at all those people making the money some of them it's just, they just boost their voice in the studio you have a natural voice, solid. Don't limit yourself. Make this money. It can come. And then they begin to change. Um, they don't sing gospel again. God is still there. But Jesus will not be mentioned. It's not going to be an entertainment industry. Eh? An anointed minister that has been reduced to Shakespeare. Suggestions. Do you see that? Started one day. And then you have to be very careful who you surround yourself with. He who walks with the wise shall be wise, but the companions of fools shall be destroyed. Friends who keep suggesting to you, take you out of your call, take you out of everything that God has blessed you with, is is um um um, what is it called? Don Moen. Is, is, is he not a successful man? Huh? He is. Does he have money? He has money. 
They fly around. They fly around. Singing from one place. They fly around with their own personal jet. And they are wealthy people. They are still with God. And then it takes you to the highest mountain and then see the kingdom of this world at a glance. Just say you are not a gospel singer and then you get into the, just get into the flow and make the money. And then it comes out, I'm not a gospel singer. And then you look at the money they now get. <laughs> the promoters will eat like 80% out of it. 20% that is coming to them. And 20%, maybe like 10 million, 15, 25 million. How much is that? Trust in the law with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall what? Direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Trust in the Lord and depart from evil. For so it shall be what? Strength to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Glory to God. Rise to your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many of us have been blessed today? Oh, what a word from the Lord. We know how the devil operates. Amen. We know how he operates. Your fiance has not been calling you for this while now. What do you think? What do you think? Don't you think that he's doing something? About, he's so preoccupied. Very much, very, very much unlike him. Amen. Prove all things. And hold fast to that which is true or good. Prove. Prove. Don't assume things all the time. Prove. Well, I will check that out. I stand for the truth, not assumption. I will check that out. Look at that person, the way he's looking at you. He looks like a thief. No, I'm not going to assume that. I will check that out. I'll prove that out. If it's not coming from my spirit, I know when it's coming from God. But if it's a suggestion in my mind, I'll prove that out. I won't believe that. I won't act on that. Hallelujah. Lift up your two hands to God. And begin to worship Him. You see, what God has revealed to us tonight is, is the truth of His Word. Making you stand in victory all the time.
finance yourself alone. You need someone to help you. You need a man. A man that can take good care of you and then help you. He calls it good care. But you see, the devil has been deceiving you and wasting your life. But it's time for you to say, Stop there, devil, in the name of Jesus. God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It's time for you to say, Stop! I will not let you deceive me any further. If you're in that category, don't go home today without seeing mommy. After the service, wait. You must wait to see her. Because the Lord God loves you. And today is a day of deliverance for you. It's a day of change for you. It's a day of transformation for you. But there's nothing that can be done against the truth. But for the truth. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shago Badger Teaching Ministries on just 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-80601-00093. Stay blessed.